everybody. Um, welcome to our next special uh, session today. Um, if you're just joining us, tuning in, welcome to uh, welcome to our session today. Um, warm welcomes to those who are tuning in, whether you are of Victoria, friend, Australia, or Malaysia. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, for this uh, special session. Now, I know if you, you, you're looking at this slide, you're saying every Monday, and then why is it on a Saturday? Uh, that's because, well, usually we run our sessions every Mondays, and uh, and uh, most of the session is run internally um, prior to having our live guest speakers. Um, but uh, moving forward, uh, we'll be... Um, we more of, of our internal stuff or we'll be more or less running more of our internal uh, programs that we have and uh, this is a uh, new plans for us moving forward uh, in 2022 and especially for the Mac. Um Now just for those of uh, you who are tuning in when uh, Valerie's friends or Victoria's friends who are tuning in and you're wondering what's the Mac about, what's all this like sharpening so just a rough brief introduction the mat was you know just a recap the mat was started uh, it's, uh i would say the mat is already a year old right now today we we started this podcast session back in july 2020 in the midst of the pandemic and ever since then uh, we we have had over across 28 speakers uh, guest speakers, I mean, who came and shared. Uh, you can check our session up, uh, our sessions on all our guest speakers on our Spotify channel or on our uh, Apple Podcast channel. Um, today, we are quite fortunate because uh, today our guest speaker, I will count them as two, not just one, although they are siblings. Uh, so I'll make it as, you know, we're very fortunate for well, this is a session that we have. Uh, so, in today's session, why I call it special is um, our guest speakers, Valerie and Victoria. You guys are, are our thirtieth guest speakers. Uh, so it's a it's a milestone for us. We have thirty guests. We have reached the thirty mark, and you guys are our thirtieth speaker. Um, and so, without further ado. Um, we are going to look into a little bit uh, about their session. We're going to uh, into their lives a little bit. But before I go into that, a little just brief introduction to everyone, how I got to know Valerie and Victoria. Um, and it all started, I guess, it was all based in Malaysia, through church and uh, through Connect Group, uh, which both Valerie and Victoria were in my Connect Group, uh, in our Moncara Connect Group and they were, uh, when they were here. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's how we all got to know one another, family friends, church friends, etc, etc. Um, and, and so moving forward, um, you know, let me just, um, you know, give a little bit of, uh, give our audience a little bit of uh, heads up. But before that, yes, so these are our guest speakers today, Victoria and Valerie Ng. Um, I've not put any title or anything yet there because today we're going to run a little bit different. We want I, I'm going to get Valerie and Victoria to share what they do right now. It's very incredible. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. So that's why the um, 
posters a little bit empty, but that's on purpose because I want both of them to share what they do and what inspired them to go into what they are doing right now. Uh, but before we go into that, yeah, well, put that Instagram and Facebook there. Uh, yeah, of course, you guys are on social media, right? Um, right, so far, uh, um, the viewers who are tuning in on Facebook, if you have any questions for guest speakers, um, yeah, uh, there is a QR code that is scanned here on your, on your screen, so you can take your phone, scan the QR code, uh, and key in your questions for the guest speakers um, for Valerie and Victoria if you have any questions at all. Now, if you are tuning in from your mobile device, you can't use or you can't scan the QR code because you're using your phone to tune in. Don't worry, there is a link already clicked. Uh, there's, a, there's a link that is already um, in the comment section. So all you need to do is just click in that and come into the question page so you can put in your questions for uh, our guest speakers today Valerie and Victoria now just in an extra effort what we have done is we've also um, put in um, uh, we've also put in uh, the QR code scanners throughout our question pages so in case if you missed our QR code, uh, the QR code on this page, don't worry, throughout the questions, you would have uh, the QR code scanner on, on the site. Now, so without further ado, let's dive into the questions. And first of all, welcome Valerie and Victoria to our MET session. And thank you for joining us. Uh, I think this is, and thank you for being our 30th guest speakers, both of you. Uh, I think this is a milestone for us that we really appreciate. And I think um, through the session, we hope that for those who are tuning in, they'll be blessed through your encouragement. I think not many people know that, you know, you uh, I'm not sure, maybe your friends do know, but not many people know. It's been more than 10 years since you guys have moved abroad. Uh, I look back, it's like, actually, yeah, you guys have been there for a while, right? And it's been such an incredible journey and I look back it's like, yeah, you guys have been there for very long. Was it more than 10 years? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think almost, before, almost I think 10. It was, yeah. It's almost 10? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so almost. Quite close then. Not yet. Not 10 yet, but... <laughs> still, it's still... I thought it was... Okay, so it's still quite long enough, right? Um, but, you know, it's been incredible. Like, you know, we, we know you guys in Australia, but... No, I lost didn't know it's been nine years since you moved there. So uh, I think it's quite incredible uh, your story to be shared, how you guys moved there, because it's not easy for people to just, you know, okay, you know, like, uh, you know, God speaks to you and they say, oh, you know, um, it's time to move abroad. And, and yes, you hear many stories, but for you guys to move there at such a young age, the decision with your family, I think that's kudos to your whole family. That's like, wow, like you guys are going there, right? It's not an easy decision. So yeah, I think this would be really exciting to hear what you guys have to share. But before we do that, um, uh, just to be fair to our, to not just your viewers, but to my viewers who may not know you both a bit, um, perhaps maybe we'll just go into the introduction session. So perhaps you could just share a bit of yourself, you know, what did you guys study? Uh, your 
hobbies or fun facts or what do you do right now like yeah you guys do so yeah um please fire away when uh, when you're ready yeah either one of you uh, valerie or victoria well hi everyone i'm valerie and the other girl there is victoria um I'm really honored that we'll be able to join uh, this uh, met to share our our life story, um, a part of our life story. So what what did I study? I I study um, accounting. Um, so I was, I think Jesse will know that I uh, initially loved to draw. Um, I'm more of like an artsy person, but then somehow I became an accountant now. Um, and then um, I love baking and I love drawing, uh, illustrating like fashion stuff. Yeah, so that's me, like just a few short dot points. Victoria, your turn. I don't remember you loving, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's how long, okay, sorry. My bad. That means that's how with like you guys have been away. Like I can't remember that, but yeah, now it's ringing a bell. Like you, you, you guys love drawing, yeah. You, I mean yourself. Okay, cool. Right. I'm ringing a bell. Yeah, Victoria, how about yourself? Yeah, share a little bit about. Yeah, you. hi, I'm Victoria. Um, I study commerce, so finance and accounting, so similar to my sister. Um. I'm not sure if I mentioned before, but I was actually going to do medicine and then I prayed about it and spoke to wow. people about it um, and then decided to do finance instead. And throughout the way, it was kind of, it wasn't a straight path in a sense. Like I did this course on just finance. It was like an advanced finance course. And I was, I didn't like it at all because it was like the people in it wasn't what I expected them to turn out to be. So I just changed to like normal, not normal, like vanilla commerce course for like finance and accounting. But it still got me to where I wanted to be. Um, so what do I do now? I'm in investment banking and I like to be more specific on the interest rate best. So I trade Australian and New Zealand and dollar, US dollar interest rates. Um, yeah, hobbies. I like baking also. So we both like baking. The kitchen's mm. always something going on. Um, and also, I guess, looking after my fish or lack of looking after my fish, but I have seven fish. Right. It's very interesting um, what you just shared um, because of your... Wait, okay. Now I'm going to throw in an additional question because this is really, really interesting. How do you both get into accounts and finance? Like, uh, sorry, you did say accounts. And how do you all ended up doing that? And financing and all this, how do you guys end up doing that when, you know, firstly, Valerie, you wanted to do, you know, you are asking stuff, but then you ended up doing that right and then victoria mm. you're doing love you're doing what you're doing and then you ended up you're going to do medicine now how did that all pop up for you guys because i think this is something i probably never asked my other guest speakers so being you guys being the 30th is such an honor uh 
uh, such an honor for us to have you. So I got to ask you this because probably this is something I overlooked while I was preparing for my guest because like, you know how we all started out our career studying a certain thing and then you ended up doing something that's far beyond your studies. But you guys are like doing something like, yeah, Valerie, you love artsy stuff. Victoria, you're doing accounts and then now you're going medicine. How did that come for you guys? Like, how did you get into this? Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, that's what I really want to ask. One of you, yeah. Well, yeah, my, my story is a bit, um, so well, not currently where I am at. I'm also an, a financial accountant in a bank. So similar to where Victoria is, but I'm not an investment banker. I'm just a chartered accountant. But where from, from the beginning, um, actually, I didn't really think of, I didn't really have much of a passion in accounting initially. It was usually uh, mostly on like fashion, design, um, right. art. So people who know me will know, will think that I will become a fashion designer. Um, I think the turning point more of like was, I was actually in uni, I was studying halfway through the course already, it was like one or two years already in it. And then I was still having that dilemma, like I believe a lot of uni students will also uh, go through at some point, some people will be like, oh, is this the real career path I want to go into? Is this, am I studying something that I will actually uh, enjoy doing in the future? Like so many questions. So I think, um, so of course I asked my parents, my parents who are the, my natural mentors, um, and then they, they asked me a few questions like, um, well, maybe fashion is something that I enjoy as a hobby. I'm probably not, um, they were honest, they were very constructive and they were like, oh, uh, maybe that's not really something that you can you can really excel in because in, in the fashion industry you have to be really amazing in order to make it in that in that um industry. So and and then I prayed about it of course and um somehow it got told me like not not suddenly got told me oh you should do accounting it's more of like confirmation during time after time that I should continue it. Why not just give it a try? Because the time, a lot of, um, it was a whole thing of like doing what you love and being happy. And, and I think that really sort of um, clouded my thinking in that sense, because I didn't really want to continue or give accounting a try. Um, and then slowly um, after graduating, I was still in doubt actually. Um, and then I went into public accounting, which is like doing tax side of things. And then after that, I was, I decided like, okay, you know what? It's time to pick, pick up my pace and it's time to, time to be serious. So that's when I um, decided to do my charter uh, accounting, like my CA, CPA certification. And, and then I can, when I look back now, I can say that is something very interesting, um, something I enjoy and actually something that I've learned to love doing. So, you know, like, Sometimes love to to love doing something is not um, sudden, you know. Sometimes we take time to grow into it. So yeah, that's how how like some sort somehow like get into accounting and then giving it a try, giving it a shot, and then actually enjoying it. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. I'll get back to you on that because I have something before we move on to the next question. But Victoria, how about yourself? Because very interesting uh, what Valerie has 
just shared, right? Um, and it's also something I think, you know, um, a lot of us, yeah, as you said, you, 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 you kind of, once, once you enter into that, so I'm going to, I think, putting, not to put pressure on Victoria to, to give more answers and whatever, but, you know, when, when you put it into that context, when your, your sister Valerie put it into that context, um, so I'm throwing in one more question on Victoria. Don't worry, I will do it. I will reverse the question back later on, on your sister as well. But um, in a sense that, you know, for yourself, on top of what uh, on top of what I just asked just now, um, has that sort of affected? And Valerie, you can answer this later after your sister. Has that sort of affected your passion into your design? For example, Valerie, you still love, you love your fashion, you love your drawing. How has that affected your your passion in that side of things? Now that you know, like your sister Victoria has mentioned that. Uh, she, she's starting to enjoy chartered accountants. So how about you? Uh, maybe Victoria, firstly, you just share what, uh, yeah, you know, what we earlier mentioned on your site, how, how did, you know, finance thing came up for you? And then after that, has that affected your passion in the things that you actually love to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it started in high school. So I went, I attended, um, a health sciences high school so naturally at that time everyone would be like oh we're in health sciences so in uni we should do something health sciences related because all the subjects we did were like chemistry bio very science based and like naturally that time the high achieving path was to do medicine so all of high school I was like yeah I'm gonna do medicine I'm gonna be a doctor and I think also at the time I watched a lot of dramas or like movies about doctors and I was like whoa that is so cool and so I was like yeah I'm gonna do that um but then this is very like funny how everything fall into place but like we've also been praying and our parents have been praying for us for the right career path to take and so I think along the way praying about it and asking about for confirmation and everything falling into place and the doors being opened is a is a confirmation that like on top of having peace with what you're doing is a confirmation that that is the path that God wants you to be on and so on one of our trips back to Malaysia in the hotel we stayed in from our room when we looked down you could see like there was an investment bank there like the big three investment banks, one of their branches was in KL. I forgot where that is, but it's, it's like, we can see it from our hotel. Um, and then my dad called me over and he was like, look, big bank, you should work there. And I was like, what is that? And at the time, I didn't even know like what investment banking was. And that was, I think, second, second year, second year into uni. So that my, my course was three Yes, that was second year into uni and I didn't know what an investment bank was, which was quite bad because like I'm in commerce. But then I started doing research into it and I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty cool also. And so I started doing more research and then I started realizing that that might be something I want to do. Um, and so I started applying to internships and I got an internship with one of the bigger banks, which really was a miracle because like some people might know that investment banking 
roles are very competitive and I'm not like the best person out there to be in investment banking but I prayed and asked God like if this is what you want me to do please open the doors and miraculously I got the role after the internship and that's how I ended up in finance but yeah sorry the transition from medicine to finance was actually because I wasn't sure if I wanted to study nine years to become right. a specialist like I was really fascinated at how cool it looked and like the whole prospect of I'm going to dedicate my life to helping people but I guess I wasn't that passionate about it when I thought about studying for nine years because I like studying but not that much and so I was like if there's something else that's gonna like propel me to do like enable me to do what I want to do in life then I would want to take that shorter route instead um yeah, so in regards to how it affected my passions, it hasn't really affected my passions per se because I think it, like all along, I've liked trading. And so being on a trading desk is really um, something I like doing. Um, so, yeah, and also like the hobbies that we mentioned before, it's, one thing that our parents pointed out as we're growing up was like, you can have hobbies, but if your hobbies aren't going to, in a sense, help you to make a living, like in like Sitya's case, she liked fashion designing, but if that isn't going to help you make a living, then you should do it as a side thing. But your main career should be something that you like doing, but can sustain you as well. So I think that's, path that we took as well so we, I like trading and so I'm on a trading desk and then on the side like during uni I also baked cakes and sold it on the side as well as a hobby so I think it's possible to have your passions and your actual career running parallel um, as long as you are continuously praying and, ask, and seeking God for the direction that he wants you to take and so I think looking back from high school days until now God really has guided me on the path to take and throughout the way it wasn't sometimes you doubt yourself but now looking back it's like God was there the whole time and whenever you doubt yourself it's because you're doubting you're doubting what God can do for you and you're relying so much on yourself that you start to doubt because if you really trusted God, then you wouldn't doubt. Like when I was praying about the internship, I was like, it's such a huge company. Why would they want me? And that was when I realized like I was looking at myself, at my own efforts. That's why you start having all this fear coming. So, yeah. That's a good piece of advice. I mean, um, but hey, I, I think fashion is something you know your side thing fashion can be something that you know after you've done your career you could do that as you know um, after you've really sort of settled in you know, for two or three years and then you start as your own fashion business hey many people do their own business after that um, but okay interesting what you just shared Victoria but uh, Valerie how has that affected I know this was something I didn't ask you all and this is on the spot I'm asking you guys because I think it's always good to be impromptu to ask and, and, and here at the Met we like to be very authentic when we 
we ask all these questions. So, of course, I, when, when uh, for those tuning in, um, usually for guest speakers, I usually prep them up and, 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 and share them the questions that I'm going to ask. But in certain cases, um, we, we like to be really on the spot and on the go. So I'm asking Valerie here, she, she didn't know about these questions because I didn't ask. But on this spot, um, how has that affected your passion? You know, like you, you, you starting to grow to love your chartered accountant. Uh, you mentioned that and it's very good. I think love, love how people really can enjoy something that they didn't enjoy before, but you're starting to enjoy. How has that deviated from your fashion now? Has that still caused you like... Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think passion for something um something that we like can sometimes become a uh, we can like something due to our environment or what we focus on. So I would say during that time I was very focused on um styling, fashion, and all that kind of things. My peers were talking about it. Um, yeah. the people that I mix around were talking about it, and naturally it was somehow like wrapped into it. I I got interested in it as well and then um, of course you need so, so, some sort of a gifting that you can draw and things like that um, but then I think what really differentiates a passion is more of like can you live with doing um, that thing for example fashion um, and then you if you don't if you're not able to make a living out of it are you still able to go through life with it so I think that's the the main question. So it's like, how 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 passionate are you actually on about that particular item that you do? So I think that um, was a big question for me at that time. And also um, I need to be realistic, right? So um, sometimes we like to do something, but then um, if it's not feasible for daily living, and so sometimes you need to put it on the side. There's this, this side of things. Of course, in, in life, there are people that are so passionate about it. And that's why they, they, they really go all out. They go and do a lot of research. They go and um, like every day is the only thing about that thing. You know, they just love it so much. Then that's a different story. But when you love something so much, there will be some sort of um, result people will see or people around you will see that wow you actually you can do it you you are very well in this area and then I think that's also very important to have the kind of feedback um which I understand like uh like people around me when they tell me the feedback that they gave me was like it's not really something um that I actually accepted it at first because naturally when you are in it you think that wow you are so great you know you 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 can do it or you are on par you you kind of get on par with like other fashion designer you think you can do it but then with your like third party your friends your family then when they see something um that you produce and then they say um you know like maybe that's not something i will buy or they, they will tell you more realistic uh, answers and that's i think that's really important that you listen because uh, sometimes it'll be hard to to swallow it in <laughs> um that's why that's how you kind of differentiate is it a hobby or is it something passionate you can do it for for your career kind of thing so that kind of guided me too and um, I knew that it was something more of a hobby it's not really something that I'm so a great that I can become the next um, Dior Christian Dior or something like that so I think it's really important 
that uh, we also listen to the people around us that give us feedback. And you kind of know um, it's not just one person saying, but multiple people t- telling you some sort of a similar thing. Yeah. No, that's so really then, um, yeah, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to say, so how that um, kind of, so now it's like more of a hobby. I don't, although like, because due to daily life and also career, because accounting is also a, like an actual career that I kind of focus in. So then time was, is limited. So I kind of like put that in the side. I still do love doing it once in a while, but obviously not as, you know, passionate about it during my uni days. Yeah. Great question. The reason I ask this is because you both, um, you know, you both had different starts, different, you know, interests at the beginning. Um, and because you guys are, you know, perfect, you know, for, for our audience who may be going through a transitional phase of careers, uh, I, you know, perhaps they are doing this and they also are perhaps going through that challenge of, okay, um, should I pursue this passion of mine or should I go for something feasible? And I think that's why I asked both of you this question because I think this is really good for those who are going to tune in, those who are coming up from uni or those who are about to start uni and college, um, thinking about their careers, whether fashion, like you say, whether it's you know feasible or not to sustain you in your career or your life, uh, or is it something that, you know, yeah, as you all mentioned earlier, um, help, um, you know, provide the uh, provide um, uh, what do you say that word the money la living living means la the means of living sorry yeah. means of living um, but yeah I think you know that's very interesting what you just shared so thank you for sharing but right now we will dive a little bit um, behind throw back a little bit before all of that came uh, came about um, and that's where we dive into our second question. So again, um, giving uh, just a little reminder, if you are tuning in for our guest speakers to have a break as well, you know, water or whatever. You know. um, but if um, you are tuning in right now, I can see a few viewers. Um, and uh, if you just joined us, the QR code, if you're asking what's the QR code on the side of these questions, uh, this, uh, this is a link for you to ask our guest speakers question if you have any. Uh, questions at all and uh, if you're still tuning in on your phone um, there is a link already for guest speaker and we will look into that questions right at the end of this session so um, Valerie and Victoria I'm going to go back to the start how this came about you guys are now settled in in Australia more like that is your home now uh, but of course, perhaps you all will say Miss Malaysia lah. Huh? Uh, I think Malaysia is like your home, right? Joking, joking. Tease, tease. Um, first home, first home. Joking. Um, but yeah, I, I like I, I like to ask. You know, this this is a very fascinating thing. As I earlier did a briefing, so perhaps you know, um, one of you all can share, or both of you all can share. You know, share with us about your journey or how. Um, you all ended up deciding to move abroad, e.g. right now you guys are based in Australia and even then in Australia, you guys have been moving moving all around. It's it's like incredible how you guys have been moving and, uh, uh, and I think a lot of our guests speak uh, on those 
lot of people have moved abroad. Yes, they have. But you guys have moved at a very young age. <laughs> I think it's, as we said, more than nine years ago, right? And I think at that time when y'all moved, y'all were still studying, I think, not even in uni yet. And that's just right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and that's amazing, to, that, that decision to make, so uh, to, to move abroad. So, yeah, share with us how has it been and how you ended up deciding, you know, of all places, Australia, <laughs> you know, so yeah, maybe Victoria, you want to share, keep things off? Yeah, um, so how we started was when I was six, so today I was 10, my mom started praying and asking God about like PR in Malaysia, so at the time we were applying for PR in Australia and she, I remember she like woke up every morning at six o'clock to pray, for a whole year. Yeah. Um, so when we was, when I was six, we moved to Brisbane. And at that time, they were praying about moving to Australia for our education um, to make sure that we can study overseas, I guess. Yeah. So um, when we were six, we moved to Brisbane. And then after a few months, we moved back to Malaysia because Brisbane at the time was really, really, really quiet. And like, we couldn't get used to it at all. So we moved back. And then when I was 11, we moved to Melbourne for two years. And after that, we were praying about it and we felt that it was the time to go back to Malaysia for a few years. And after that, we were in Malaysia for, I think, two and a half years. And during that time, it was when Jia was able to complete like fast track college and I was homeschooled. So I think that was really crucial, a crucial point in our lives because she was able to, she didn't finish, in a sense, she didn't finish high school, but she was able to skip through to college. And so that fast tracked her whole education kind of thing. And I was also homeschooled for two years, which really taught me how to be discipline and to manage my time and at that time I was 12 yeah 12 to 10 years old and that's like I looking back I feel like that's a really important time in my life where I was able to build the right foundations and even now like when I do stuff and when I am tired and don't want to do things it's the discipline that you've built from when you were younger on that really kicks in at that point. So that was like God's guiding us back to Malaysia during that time, which was good timing as well. And then after that, we moved to Gold Coast after a few years in Malaysia. And from then on, we haven't came back to Malaysia for good, but we've been moving around in Australia. So in a, at the beginning of this year, we moved to Sydney because the job I, the graduate position that I started in is based in Sydney. So they don't have any offices elsewhere because Sydney's like capital, not capital, but like big city in Australia. Um, but yeah, we, we moved to Australia for our education basically. And also during on during the way and along the way we moved back and forth because it was just the right thing to do 
at that time. So it's not to say that oh, we enjoy moving so much because we really yeah. like at, when you're moving, you really, really hate it. Like I hated packing my stuff and unpacking stuff. Like it wasn't moving that was bad, but it was like you have to let go of your friends that you've made already. You have to make new yeah. friends. You have to get used to the whole environment all over again. But it's only bad if you think about it in that kind of negative light. But if you see it as you're actually expanding your network and you're, the more you're being pulled and pushed, that's actually the points in your life where you grow the most. So I think it's, it's it was right timing every time we move to, in order to accelerate different parts of our lives in different seasons. So every each time we move is because like our parents were praying and then we thought that God was leading us back to Malaysia or back to Australia. And so we wouldn't say like Australia is necessarily home now because we're still praying about where we should yeah. be the next destination. But um yeah, I think whenever we move is after a lot of praying and a lot of consultation with God on where we should be. It's very interesting you should, uh, moving. I can understand. I can feel you're like moving a lot. We've moved around. But fortunately for us, we are not on a big scale like you guys moving around. We just move within one, one neighborhood, right? Five, we all just move within one kilometer, five places, but within one small monitor. You guys have moved like even bigger. So I really understand how you guys feel your move like big places. So I can really understand uh, that perspective. And one thing I got to I gotta ask you guys, when you were six, you guys were in Australia? Oh, oh, that was before I met you guys, right? That was before we met. Was that when we met? Yeah, that was Victoria. Yeah. That she was six. I was ten, I think. Yeah, yeah. it been really like back and forth um, between Australia and Malaysia. So um, it, it's not like... Um, how people usually uh, migrate yeah. to a country and then, then stay there forever, that kind. We are like more of, um, it's like a really back and forth kind of thing. Um, we are not sure because um, God leads. And of course, I think um, this our, our case is also special in a sense. We really seek God and we are not sure that sometimes we have so many question marks in, 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 in where's the next place where's the next place so um, and then um, some people will think that it's wow you, you keep moving around why you don't like settle down in one place well until until God um, shows us give us a confirmation that you know it's time to really settle down but for now uh, I think we, we kind of look back and we there were good times there were hard times challenging times but all that uh, brought us up to today like yeah very interesting because your situation like you said you're not really accepted I, I really love what you just mentioned because it's almost a case of um, uh, like the Bible it's, it's like your story or your situation is like in the Bible God moves people around and around and you guys are like the living people in the Bible moving around not confirmed in one place or settled right until you all reach the promised land it sounds like it sounds like that kind of story you guys are, are living out right Um, but yeah no I think um, 
that that that's uh, the the reason why I asked about that when when you were six because I don't I only knew I think perhaps I only recalled your movie when we met you and that was when I think when we met Victoria and yourself Henry, that was when Victoria was eleven I think uh, in Connect Group uh, yeah I think that was that because I don't remember when you were six so that was very interesting that um that you shared about that as well um. Now, I think we've uh, talked about how you guys have moved along your journey. You guys have shared about the, the cross points of how you moved around and everything. Um, I got to ask you this, you know, and this is usually how we, we over our last speakers, um, uh, the 27 speakers. And so we asked all this. We asked basically almost similar questions about challenges, but each guest speakers have different challenges and different uh, adaptability in how they face. But I would say perhaps you guys are perhaps one of the, uh, the one of the most unique in a sense because I'm going to ask not just one challenge, not in, in the sense of one, one, uh, one challenge, but I'm going to ask you all in two situations. And firstly, um, maybe I think you guys already have explained or shared a little bit, but Perhaps, firstly, you know, the challenge of moving abroad, how is it like adapting or sort of making, okay, uh, Australia like your home, although it's not your home yet, as you mentioned, but how is it like, firstly, the, the challenge of moving abroad, adapting, you know, a few years? I know uh, Victoria had shared a little bit, it was a struggle in Brisbane because it was quiet, and you moved back. but now that you're moved back, when uh, uh, I think when y'all were finally in Australia, I think after you left, you're 11, that was when y'all were moving around in Australia. And, and, and then, you know, I'm sure along that journey, you guys have thought, okay, Australia is kind of what, although we're moving from different cities to cities. Um, so how was that like for you guys adapting it? And secondly, now that you guys are overseas now, the challenges in terms of your work, your life, and, and you know, especially family during the pandemic, because, um, uh, we've talked about it briefly about, you know, uh, when we have connect groups, so Valerie and Victoria occasionally attend our connect group and it was once we, of course, always check up on you guys asking like, you know, how it's like in Sydney, but we don't get the full scale because, you know, we, we just, you know, ask you guys how you are, but yeah, the challenges in terms of that. So yeah, maybe one of you guys who want to start or maybe Victoria, you want to start since your sister had shared yeah um so first the challenge of moving abroad um yeah. it's definitely like asha mentioned before it wasn't easy especially moving overseas at such a young age but the other way to see it is because i was younger it was in a sense easier to adapt because like when you're kids you're friends with everyone there's no like school or classroom politics or workplace politics because kids are kids and so in that sense it was easier to adapt and kind of assimilate yourself into the culture but at the same time it's like really difficult to manage the emotions that you're experiencing especially moving back and forth because every time you go back then you develop new relationships and new friendships and then when you move back to another place you kind of have to say goodbye to that because no matter how much you're able to talk to each other online it's still different from 
when you're in the same place. So on the emotional aspect, it was very challenging for me personally because every time you go back to Malaysia for a holiday, for example, we go back for a month at a time. And then at the end of that month, I remember like on the plane back to Australia, I was always like, especially like when the plane lifts off, then that's when you start crying. Like when you're sitting on a plane, it doesn't really matter. It's when it lifts off, then you're like, okay, I'm actually really like leaving this place. But you knew like the whole month that you're going to leave at the end of it. Um, so it's for me, it's the, really the emotional aspect of it that made it challenging. It wasn't like, oh, Australia is... Australia, that's why it's hard. It's more like the relationships that you have established and how it's like being tested and trialed is really challenging. But all in all, I think it's been good because um, my parents pointed something out before when we went back to Malaysia that like each time we go back, we meet up with everyone. Okay, not like everyone, but like most people that we know, especially in church. And yeah. so... If we were in Malaysia, we're actually not sure if we'll meet up that often with people. Like, we see them in church, but you don't go out one-on-one to catch up on life and to really talk about stuff. So, right. in that sense, it's good because, like, you are placed in that position to continue developing and working on your relationship. And I think most people also know, but I'm one of my close friends is Andrea. She's in Hong Kong now, but us being apart and in different countries really forces us to make the effort to maintain and nurture that friendship. So that's also, even though it's challenging being in different countries, that's, there are some ways that it helps make you stronger and also molds you into who you are now. Like, I think if we stay in one place, not saying like we stay in Malaysia, like even if we stay in Australia in one city, staying there in one city, I think will be very different people now because the opportunities that you get from moving around and the people that you meet and the different cultures that you come across really helps you to have a different outlook on things in life. Like the way you see things now is very global and very like zoomed out in a sense because you're able to see both sides of things. Um, challenges in terms of work life and family during pandemic Australia is quite strict in terms of the pandemic so when we had like 20 cases they put us into lockdown which is quite ridiculous and I was quite annoyed at the beginning I was like like you look at Malaysia or you look at UK and they have like a few thousand and people can still go out and we like 20 cases and they're like yeah you cannot go out except for buying groceries so at the beginning, I got really annoyed and I was like, why, why are you doing this? But I think we fully got used to it, especially for work. Like we were set up work from home and the, the office was quite supportive of that as well. But challenges is like, like you mentioned before, because of the time difference, it's really hard to attend connect groups, especially like yeah. on Fridays. Friday nights is like, now daylight savings times is like, it starts at 11 p.m. on time. And on Fridays, it's like, it's when I'm the most tired because the whole week you're like stressing about everything. And then, so it's like, the time difference makes it really hard for you to connect back with people. So that's like the main challenge because 
our half of our support network is in Malaysia. So half, or maybe more than half actually, is in Malaysia, and then half is in Australia. So it's like we are missing that side of things, especially during the pandemic, because of the time difference mainly, and also you're not allowed to go out to see people in Australia because they lock you down. Um, but yeah, now they're opening up and we might be able to go back to office soon and see our friends again, so it should get a lot easier. But I think during this time, we also were able to get closer to our family and we really, um, untwine things that were previously there because you're like stuck with your family 24-7. And I've been talking to like work people about it too. And they mentioned like, or during the pandemic, people that live alone is like really, really difficult. But then we have a whole family. That's why you don't really think or feel that it's a pandemic because it's like the same, except we spend more time with your family. So it's actually, I think my parents will agree that it's a blessing in disguise because we are able, they're able to see us more. We work from home. So they see us like 24-7 um, compared to before. If we go in the office, they see us like only at night. So yeah. Well, uh, I miss you for yourself. Now, I think now that um, just a little, I'm just gonna add a bit. Um, you know, for both of y'all, it seems fine. Then now you have your sister, you know, as well. Um, but yeah, share with us. You know, because the challenges there uh, in the work life is it, different. Uh, one of the things is because um, I have a friend in Melbourne. I I I'm I'm doing this thing called discipleship course. Uh, or I, I was doing it prior to that by a church, HDBB, and uh, this host, this guy is based in Melbourne as well, and he's been updating us about, oh, there is the riots going on, people don't want to be vaccinated, which is quite crazy to think about it. Um, yeah, how, um, I think that happened in Melbourne or Sydney as well, I think. Was, was, was it happened in Sydney as well? And, and if it happened in Sydney, how did that affect like, you guys? But it was quite crazy because to hear that story, people rioting over the one, you should have passed vaccine. Like, what? what is going on? I think it was Melbourne. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's Melbourne. But I'm not sure what was Sydney also. I think Sydney had that. But I know y'all went through a number of lockdowns uh, just because of small spikes. Um, so yeah, like how has that affect like, you guys in life? I mean, for you, because Victoria speaks like you know on her own, but for you, how do you see it on your end or similar? Um, yeah, so I think um, working well, the when the pandemic started, everyone for everyone it was a bit hard to get used because everything is different. Everybody got caught, uh, like caught in the moment, you know, and also a lot of people say it's very unprecedented. Um, but for me, I think in the beginning, it was hard for me to adapt as well because uh, I had to change the work arrangements. Like the company also didn't know what to do that time when they first started out working from home, setting up all the necessary technology and all that. But then now looking back at it, um, it's actually pretty um, good in, the, in, in terms of the working environment is because uh, now we have the technology to work from home basically means it opens a new door of opportunities. It means that you can work anywhere in, in the world, you know, does, you know, even if the pandemic is over, it 
maybe allows people to work anywhere, um, but still working for the same company. So it's like so many opportunities to think about because they already have this infrastructure ready. And also, I think it's also good for work-life balance, especially for new families. I heard a lot of stories about my colleagues that are new parents. So it's, it gives them more flexibility. They can work whenever they, when their children uh, sleep or they can also pick their children up and things like that. I'm sure everyone um, also heard stories like that. I think for me personally, I think um, I'm able to work from home, which I quite enjoy it after a while because I don't need to travel anymore. I can spend more time with my family. Um, I think the downside though is sometimes I work even longer hours because some somehow when you're working, um, you feel like, oh, I'm at home, right? so I, I'll just finish this. I'll just finish it. And then end up you, you work like overtime or, or you take, you know, everybody's online as well. And then y- y- people ask you to finish this task and the sort, sort of like the nine to five kind of uh, time is sort of blurred, blurred out. The work time is also blurred. Um, so yeah, that's good and bad, but I think it's, um, there's a lot of good things to, to look at it. Um, yeah, and then in terms of, uh, yeah, Australia is pretty strict with um, all the lockdowns and everything. There is good and bad to it. Um, it is quite inconvenient at first, but of course, because um, the cases are, are getting lower and lower now, um, so they are opening up uh, with with the demonstration and the rioting. Well, not really rioting, actually. It's just demonstration. It didn't really affect us. It's just, I think it's the media making it like, um, making it very um, big compared to what it should be. Um, and we kind of understand, people here are very understanding um, about the, the, the issue. So it's not really, and, and, because everything has sort of like a structure to it. They do it on weekends, you know, they don't, they don't purposely go and do it on weekday when people actually need to do work. You know, some people still travel to, to work, you know, some necessary um, you know, people in, in the medical industry or something like that. They, they don't cause that kind of inconvenience. So I think they really didn't really affect us in that sense. Yeah, so I think pandemic was, we are very fortunate um, we're still, we, we heard like, you know, places like New Zealand are also even tighter um, and they can't even buy things like get takeaway because of the lockdown. So for us, we're still fortunate to be able to get takeaway, I guess. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's really, really, um, uh, really, really um, great sharing from you guys. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I think Certainly, I think from this aspect, from what you, you guys have shared, I think, you know, for those viewers who are listening into this, hopefully, you know, you've been inspired because, or you, if you are just having some thoughts about, you know, moving abroad, you know, hopefully, you know, this sharing by Valerie and Victoria about how they move abroad will also, you know, inspire you or, you know, in terms of what they went through, hopefully y'all, um, get encouraged as well you know um and it's very interesting because you know of all the times that we've known you guys with Valerie Victoria this was something that maybe okay maybe I'll 
our parents may have talked about it, but maybe in a sense of your aspect from you and Victoria, we didn't get to hear how is it like for you guys? Because for parents, yeah, they, they, they are the decision makers to respect them, but how does it affect like individual like you, Victoria, and especially your younger sister as well? That also can make a difference as well in, 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 one, uh, in one's individual's life, you know, especially in the future as well. So uh, with that said, um, I'm going to jump into our last question. Uh, and then we're going to look into the, the question um, from one of our speaker, from one of our viewers. We have one question. Um, but for those who are, for those who are, you know, going to listen to this podcast later on, if you have any questions at all while listening, uh, drop us the mat a DM, or if you want, you, you, I'm not sure, Valerie and Victoria, if they would like to ask questions after listening to this, whether they can drop you a DM on. on Insta story because I think they'll be inspired but um, but I think generally I'll direct it if you guys have any questions while listening to this podcast and you did manage to listen to this live um, drop us a message DM on our man uh, Instagram Facebook page and uh, we will be direct uh, and finally I guess in, in, uh, in concluding today's session um you know, for those who are listening to this, you know, uh, or tuning in as well, uh, do you have any words of encouragement or advice? Who maybe, you know, people are making some decision making as in, 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 in their life. I know the decision making was, you know, part of your parents, but, you know, in individuals' life, perhaps like uh, in a sense of encouragement, like how do I like, settle in? Miss all my friends, like you guys have just mentioned, you know, like when you moved in, oh no, I, I miss my friends. That side, I got to part ways with my friends in Malaysia. Um, but yeah, in that in that sense of aspects, what kind of encouragement or advice would you have for those people, you know, or going through a similar situation like you guys went, or maybe just a general encouragement during this time to inspire people as we are slowly come out from the pandemic and come into a pandemic what's what's your word of encouragement or advice you have yeah any one of you can go ahead um for me it would be to just be brave and trust god so i remember during each crossroad in my life when i'm trying to make a decision it's usually fear that gets in the way and i mentioned before like when you fear, it's because you are relying on your own self and your own strength. So when you trust God, you naturally will have no more fear because you trust that God has everything in his hands. So when you're making a decision, it's really important to pray about it and to ask God to guide you. And if you have to peace about something, it's your turn to be brave and take that step in doing what you feel God wants you to do because if you just think about something and then you're like thinking about possibilities but you don't actually take action it's not going to do anything so being brave and taking that first step is actually the best way to get everything moving so that would be mine well for me is um apart from what my sister said about trusting god being brave 
I think it's some, sometimes um, we are thrown into situations based off um, somebody else's decision. For example, Jesse, you mentioned it was um, like, obviously it's our parents who decided from the beginning to move back and forth and this kind of thing. So then I think it's more of like your mentality. So it's like my, my encouragement would be um, just to have an open mind and just uh, take a chance to to accept uh, if you know sometimes if it's somebody else's your your senior situ- uh, decision that you have to just follow through it's it's uh, and you know like okay so if I'm already thrown into this situation am I going to continue to um, be sad or be emotionally um, you know like upset about the the decision that people has made for your own life. I'm I'm speaking on behalf of those like maybe uh, under eighteen when they don't get to choose. You know they have to follow their parents, what their parents say, where their parents go. So it's more of like, okay, the decision is made. So how am I going to adapt to the situation? How am I going to have an open mind and 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 you know do the best in, in my current situation right now? So that that's uh that's a really big thing for me when I was growing up and I had to move a lot. So I had to learn to adapt. I had to learn to have an open mind, and um I think I was really sort of like set free when I have the more of like a mentality to be like okay you know I'm not going to sulk. I'm not going to be upset anymore. I'm just going to accept um this situation right now, and I'm going to make the best out of it. And and I can say, like, looking back, I'm very grateful that um, I've decided to do that rather than, you know, the whole t- entire time being upset about that situation and being upset about moving because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really great encouragement from uh, both of you guys. Um, and so, Valerie and Victoria, thank you for your... Uh, sharing today. Hopefully, for those tuning in and later, hopefully this will inspire you and encourage you. Um, because here at the Met, we not only just want to encourage and empower you, but we also do a little bit of support. Um, in a sense that later on, I will review um, uh, some recommended uh, recommendation page. And why I say support is also because due to a lot of people, businesses have been affected by, you know, the pandemic. And so one of the ways the Met, uh, we, we do to support others is we highlight them and we give them a shout out as well to the business, uh, which we will get to that in a moment. But right now, um, we will, you know, <clears throat> again, uh, we'll look into the questions right now. Uh, we have two questions that just popped in. So let me just uh, stop Let me just get the questions out. So hope you guys are ready for this. Valerie uh, uh, and Victoria. Um, so I'm just going to share screen this right now. Oh, my God. Um, right now is, yeah, let me just open it up. Um, share screen. Okay, hopefully you guys can see this question. Um, so I Yes, this is directed. Firstly, we got two questions. Firstly, I think this is directed to Victoria because somebody put here. You mentioned that you like trading. What was it about trading that gave you the interest toward it? Okay. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so to be completely honest, I like trading because I like making money. Um, because it's like really you fascinating that you can. <laughs> it's really it's fascinating. You can. <laughs> you can make money out of nothing, right? Like you buy, you buy lots of hype. That's basically what you do, right? But I, like I suddenly like it more and more because. For me, I trade interest rates, and it's not that straightforward. Like, um, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different factors that play into it. Like, you got macro factors, you've got central bank decisions, you got stuff that people say, and then it moves the curve. And so it's like how different countries are interacting with each other really affects one country's interest rate. So I like that it's not one-dimensional. So it's really interesting, and also. Like your, it really challenges your perspective or your opinion on something. So you might have a an opinion that oh, if this happens, then it's gonna go up. But then you fail to see the other side of things, and then when it plays out, then you start learning and seeing the other side of things. So when things don't go your way, that's really how it challenges your way of thinking and your perspectives. And so. Good traders are the ones that are able to pick up on every, every little thing that will affect the market. And so, initially, I got into I like trading because I like making money. But now it's more like it's so dynamic, and you're able to, yeah, you're able to make money, but you're also able to like it's like game. It's like it's like legal gambling in a sense because you really don't know the market is not like. Oh, I think this way, so it's gonna happen this way. The market is not rational. It's like, even though, even though everything you think is correct, like theoretically, it's meant to happen. But because the market is made out of every everyone else, so if everyone else thinks in a broken way, then the market is gonna be broken too. So that's why it's like really interesting to be in it and also to be able to learn how like it's a psychological thing. It's a balance between like. How the market is actually meant to work, and how you think people thinks the market is meant to work. So that's why, yeah, it's really interesting to me. I like how you you straight went money. Um, that was really that's that's really that's really 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 straight to the point. Really really good. Like not many people, you know, they would just go around the bush, but you just went straight to the point. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody would be like. Oh yeah, you know, like this, and I'll be like, just go straight to the point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Uh, great. Um, second question. Okay, I think this is for everyone, and the last question is, and I think it's a very interesting question. If you had the opportunity for a do-over, would you choose to do things differently, career-wise, and to migrate? Ah, uh-huh. deep question. Mm. Oh, it's the second question. Okay, open to both of you guys. It's it's really I love this question. This is fun. Okay, both of you. Um, well, I, I think I was for me. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I I think for me is, um, uh, I wish I would be more decisive in the beginning, like just just to like be more certain about accounting in the beginning, because I have been very back and forth. I'm not sure. Not sure. Very lukewarm about it. So I've wasted. To me, I think, uh, as Victoria mentioned before, I had like a head start from when I came back from Australia to Malaysia, 
to start to go to college. Um, and then I caught sort of like Dilly Dally. So I became, I sort of like went back to the normal, normal timeline where everybody just graduate, study and graduate. Because I used those, that time to, to do other things. Like to me, I think if, if I were just to be more focused, yeah, I think I would do that differently. I would be more focused and finish my, um, my, my accounting earlier. Then, then make use of that um, quick start that I had, <laughs> and then uh, I wouldn't actually I wouldn't change the the part to migrate. Um, I think migration really uh, challenges you mentally, emotionally, uh, even physically too, because you are constantly tired and and it has taught me a lot of things in many different aspects of my life. Um, I used to really do not like it and now I actually look it taught me teach me how to be more adaptive to situations so I can even apply it to pandemic season and I can even apply it to any 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 part of my life so I think it's a really good um, thing to have I guess if you have the opportunity you know it really like push your limits yeah so that's me and Victoria do you have anything to say um for me Something I'll do differently is not to change my career or my grade in a sense because like as I mentioned before, it's really a miracle that I am where I am because everything just fell into place. Like it's really a it's really like if I think about it, it's really like there was a very slim chance that I'm where I am now and a very huge chance that I wouldn't be where I am now. So I wouldn't like take the risk to change anything just in case like it falls outside of that but something I would change is the trust got more because looking back I stressed out a lot whenever I was trying to make a decision like when I was applying for internship I was like you know I'm gonna apply for like 20 at once just in case I don't get the one I want so if I could do things over I would just trust God more and just know that he's in control and stop stressing about everything so much because there was safety so much more mental and emotional strength but yeah I mentioned earlier I wouldn't change things per se because it's a very slim chance that I got to here so I don't want to like ruin anything great great we have another question lastly people I think are starting to fill in the question so thank you for your answer and I well this is last but not least Ooh. Okay, what do you like about Australia versus Malaysia? Ah, oh, this is this <laughs> in. This is gonna be the highlight. Huh. Let's see where your where your well, it's a bit hard to, to say loyalties, right? Because you both are both Australian and Malaysian. So uh, you know, yeah. usually you like to some people, huh? But it's both your hearts are pure and everything, so you both really say you're both half Malaysia, half Australia. Um yeah. What do you like about Australia versus Malaysia? Uh, I think for me, Malaysia is will always be home. Like Malaysia is my home, is where I come from, my roots. Um, I think what I like about Australia is the opportunity it has. So I know a lot of people migrate to overseas, uh, Australia, America, anywhere, because of education for their children, for opportunities for career. And I do agree with that. Um, uh, Australia also has uh, very good 
fresh produce, uh, good air and everything. Um, but then um, for me, I think Malaysia is other than family, which is important. I think Malaysia is the place where I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of support uh, group there. Um, I, I, my church is there also. My uh, home church is there. Um, and also, I think Malaysia, other than also good food, uh, Malaysia's good food is always better, no matter what. Cannot recreate one over here in Australia, so cannot recreate. Um, I think I think Malaysia is also, uh, the people there are much more friendly, they are more genuine. Uh, I think even though Malaysia also some sort have some sort of racism, but it's different. It's different than uh, Western country, I would say Australia, because um, yeah, Australians, they, they tend, they are very, very kind and friendly in the surface, but they are not too genuine after you get to know them uh, a bit in that sense, if that makes sense. Um, so I think there's pros and cons in both countries. Um, but for me, ultimately, I still, if I were to think about like, whoa, very far in the future, um, like sort of like retirement kind of thing. I actually would choose to retire in Malaysia other than like, oh, financially it's like you can stretch your money more and things like that. But I think the support, the friends, um, the lifestyle, I think Malaysia is still is still a better place for me. Victoria? Yeah, I was I was just um, before, yeah, you know, I was just about to say Australia. I was thinking about, you know, I thought Valerie was going to say, you know, Australia or the shop closes at 5, Malaysia closes at 10. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, good, that's a good uh, <laughs> uh, point to Sorry, make too. I prefer <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> right. Does it still close at 5pm Australia? I mean, shops. I know, um, uh, I know restaurants close still. at 9. Oh, uh, restaurants okay. still open. Thursday, they, still, they, they close at 9. Um, yeah, like, but it's a little weird, right? It's like Thursday, they close at 9, but then Friday, they close back at 5 Hi. or 6, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But yeah, that was that was my thought. I thought that was something we were going to pop up in, right? Oh, Australia, they close at 5, Malaysia, everything close at 10, and restaurants close at 12. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> cut you off, sorry. I think Victoria, but... Malaysia, the lifestyle better for me also, I say, because I feel like my day is longer. I can do more. Yeah. That's true. It feels your day is longer in Malaysia and Australia. Well, yeah, you're right. Goes and comes. Interesting. Great. Yeah. Victoria, how about your side? Maybe at what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Australia is very chill compared to Malaysia. Like, for example, at work, my bosses are very chill. They're always like, uh, you should, you shouldn't work that hard. You should take some time off, you should drink more water. Like there's something like I don't okay, I haven't worked in Malaysia before, but hearing stories, I don't think your Malaysian boss will say that and they will be like that chill. So that's one thing I like, like even though you're in like a global company, it's still like the Australian culture that makes it really chill. Um Australia also has really nice flowers during springtime and a lot of nice animals in the zoo. Um, yeah, Malaysia, like my sister said, 
our friends are in Malaysia, our chat is in Malaysia, the food is in Malaysia. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it depends. <laughs> uh, depends. Like, if you are like a very city person, like you prefer shopping, you prefer that kind of uh, go cafe hopping, you know. Uh, you know, they, they like to say in Cantonese, star cut, then, you know, take picture of the food every time you go. Like, let me mean Malaysia would be better. Uh, Sydney also have, of course, it's a, it's a, like a very busy city, but, um, yeah, I think Australia in general is a very more, it's like a more slow pace, slower pace life. Yeah. Interesting. And I will also say, because if you, if you migrate somewhere when you are like, for me, I migrated around like 10 to like come back and forth. And then I went high school, halfway of high school in Australia. So I sort of like brought up in Malaysia already. So I'm, I still have that um, desire to, to uh, my, my love of Malaysia is still there. If you compare with my other sister, uh, Zoe, where I have another sister, when she when she's like moved to Australia, when she's like two, or, or, or people who are even younger born in Australia, then there's a different story. So for them, they grew up, yeah, in Australia, then yeah, it's a different story. Yeah. I was, I was oh, just yeah. sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna add like, Malaysia, I miss the wet markets. Australia, you will uh-huh. never find something. Pasar Oh, that's true. Yeah. Pasar Malam. Two one, two pointers. Now I was just about to highlight Victoria. You made a good point about bosses that you know the culture is different. Not unless your boss is Casey or our church bosses are different. <laughs> the rest of the the rest of the pointers you're correct. Except uh, if you unless your boss is Casey, he will tell you to drink water, la, go here, la, deep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, really, really good uh, stuff, guys. Thank you for sharing. It's a very, it's always a debate, huh? You know, everybody asks me like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's that's always pros and cons to it. But yeah, what what you say is really true. Like, like, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so I think the key it. is to appreciate the moment, like, be grateful for where you are at at the moment. Good pointers. Good pointers. Um, with that said, you know, I think that's, that's all that we have for today, the questions. Um, and so thank you, in, uh, Valerie and Victoria. But before we go, um, again, I got something to highlight. If, uh, oops. Right. Um, so all of you, you can find your the sessions uh, uh, with uh, Valerie and Victoria. You can find it up right now on Spotify, and as well as on Apple Podcasts, and as well as it will be up on. Uh, there'll be some snippet snippets of this on our IG story of some of the Q and A session on the fun part. You can catch it all right there. Uh, exciting news is that. Um, we do have some giveaways um, uh, that, that we have to give away. It, it will go on for a couple of weeks. So for those who tune into this, um, it's not too late. We do have a giveaway that is sponsored by firstly, uh, Malaysian Christian Memes. Uh, they are someone who we are very happy and uh, to be a part of the Malaysian Christian Podcast family. 
and uh, we had the opportunity to also have them come and share their story of how they started Malaysian Christian Beats. And one of the giveaway is this traditional uh, game in Malaysia we play. I, I forgot what it's called. It's Batu something. You play, you, you sort of like have five stones and then you throw it in your hand and you have to catch all of them in one hand. You have to try, throw all and try and catch them, something like that. Um, and the second um, giveaway is a sponsored by Shackle Wackle. Shackle Wackle is founded by, it's a, it's a business founded by one of our church members as well. Uh, do check them out. Uh, and uh, these are the two giveaways that we have uh, over the couple of, uh, and uh, our speakers Valerie and Victoria will help us pick uh, the winners for uh, pick the lucky draw winners um, that being said you know um, this will also uh, these giveaways will also continue towards our next live session as well um, so yeah stay tuned and uh, check out IG page to see who is the winner. Um, with that said, uh, we do have a recommendation week. As I said, the man always does something called, um, you know, supporting other businesses. So for our friends who are tuning in from Malaysia, um, we have this. Um, let me just play this. We have this. Um, uh, if you're interested in taking guitar, bass, and ukulele session, uh, we have. Um, I have a friend who, whom I actually got him to come and share with us. Uh, he's the founder of Courage Catalog, uh, so that's his side podcast, side business. I think I, I would say it's his side podcast, and he's conducting uh, this class as part of his uh, journey and joy and job as well. So if you have any interested. Uh, friends who are interested at guitar bass ukulele uh, please feel free to reach out to him on instagram and facebook or, or his contact number as you can see below uh, yes if you're asking he does online classes as well so whether you are in malaysia or wherever you are you can pick up this class um last but not least i've not put up the session uh the slides up um but thank you everyone uh, just a final announcement is that uh, stay tuned because either next uh, the, the coming week or the following week I will be having a guest speaker who is an Emmy nominated filmmaker um, his name is none other than Steve Chow currently uh, he's uh, he's also working with Netflix and, uh, and Discovery Channel as well and doing some documentary um, I uh, also got to be a part of this uh, uh, project film uh, last Tuesday where I got to meet him. Uh, I can't reveal the project to you yet, but it's definitely going to be a global impact to many people. What I can tell you is he's going to reach out to maybe one billion people. So it's a really exciting project that he's doing. Um, so we are going to have him on board finally. I've uh, been trying to try and get him to come and share. So stay tuned for that because that's a really interesting story. Uh, that um, that we have for you, well, perhaps one of the highlights of the map as well. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you for everyone uh, for listening in, and hope you guys be encouraged and take something away from this session by Valerie and Victoria. And so once again from the map, thank you everyone, and thank you Valerie and Victoria. We'll uh, see you again soon sometime. Thanks for having Bye-bye. us. Bye. Oh, mm-hmm.